Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dared to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello, and a big shout out to you all, and thank you so much for coming back every week. I so appreciate your years of listening to the Transformation for Success show. I love your texts, emails, and messages to me about the show, and keep them coming. And, you know, I just want to give a message out there to all of you. Though we're going through some challenging times, remember, we're going through this together. And this show each week is being sponsored by ET Media, E, the magazine, and M, Real Magazine, Success for Men. So I'm so excited to be a part of this group who's making a difference in a new media platform. I realized recently that I had not shared with many of you listeners my television network, Transformation Success TV, which is also on the Voice America platform. So there are eight channels that you can access to see shows, TransformationSuccessTV.com. And I invite you to access the Empowerment Channel where I host the Total Woman Show. And it's a show with hot topics that shares the challenges and success stories of women from business technology, and entertainment. And as a matter of fact, today my guest, Miss Sarah Griffiths, was on the Transformation Television TV show. Do look for that show, Relationship with Sarah. My question today is how many of you have battled with extreme securities, lack of self-confidence, and from all appearances, it seems as if you are high-flying and successful from the outside. Looking for solutions to transform your life? Well, today, you're going to hear the story of Sarah Griffiths, who, after experiencing some challenges, sexual trauma, other challenges that she'll share, and how she overcame her fears, discovered her passion, and today, she is a successful entrepreneur and hypnotherapist who's healing others and helping them to take back control and to lead successful lives. And the healing work that Sarah does with trauma and abuse sufferers is not something she has learned, but it is based on her own experiences and the long and painful healing journey. So I want you to stay tuned to hear my guest, Sarah Griffiths from Australia, who will share her compelling story and an update of what's happening now on her journey. We're broadcasting live, and you can listen to us on the Empowerment, Business, and Influences channels. Also, we're now on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can also access the show now on your smart home devices. Now, listeners, you can call in the day to talk or ask questions of my guest, Sarah, at 1-888-946-9141. Don't forget to share the show with your colleagues and friends. Now, let me introduce my guests. Welcome, Sarah Griffiths. How are you, my dear? I'm good. Thank you very much. This is great, doing this all the way from Western Australia. Well, I'm telling you, I'm so happy, Sarah. The last time you flew into California from some other exotic place <laughs> to do the television <laughs> uh, show. So uh, I want my listeners to, I actually asked them to go to the website Transformation uh, Success Television Network so they can actually see you. So, Sarah, I want to share a little bit more about you. Uh, Sarah is, an, is a successful entrepreneur, speaker, hypnotherapist, and author. She is an award-nominated businesswoman who has previously established several successful businesses. And I know she's here today to share her latest venture, Sally G, which is her passion. So, Sarah, 
I know you've been traveling, mm-hmm. but first of all, how has this pandemic affected you? Because, you know, it's everywhere. How are you guys getting along in Australia? Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. It has affected us like everyone else in a in a very, very big way. Uh, first of all, for me, yes, you were right. I was I was traveling. Um, I had actually, I was seven weeks into what was supposed to be a five-month five trip with friends, uh, basically working and traveling because all my work is virtual online. So as long as I have an internet connection and my laptop, I can work. So uh-huh. I had this trip planned um, that was um, that was South America, Jamaica, the UK, um, uh, Co- Costa Rica, as, as well, and uh, but we got seven seven weeks into it when it really looked as if Australia were closing their borders, um, and I I had to get back. Um, so yeah, it has been. It's it's quite. I mean, I I say it's very serious. Not. I mean, we've only had a few thousand cases um, here, and our deaths are still under a hundred, which is fantastic. But to achieve that, our lockdown has been so severe. Uh, literally, even now, we just go out to go to the supermarket or to walk the dog. There's occasional, there's the odd place that is doing takeaway coffee, which is a real treat. Um, but we are very isolated. They closed all of the state borders very fast, so we can't travel interstate. And even where I am, I'm semi-rural, like 260 kilometers south of Perth, and the roads between um, north and south of Perth are closed. Um, you you need a travel uh-huh. permit for a very particular reason to even go to the city. And aside from that, my husband has a restaurant that's closed. Um, oh wow! Be, I don't know. Yeah, we're trying not to think about that because, uh, yeah. That it's well, not you like know, once this is over and they open again, it, uh-huh. it, it's not as if once they open, you'll be experiencing this obviously with your parts of um, the US that are opening now. I imagine the people out and about and actually wanting to go out and have dinner out. People are in fear mode at the moment. You know, people don't want to go out and meet in big groups and everything like they were. So, yeah hugely affected but in saying that we are still like you can focus on the negative or you can choose to focus on the positive and we choose to focus on the positive the fact that we are all well and the fact Mm -hmm. that we've had we, we have been cared for by our country in such an incredible way um and that we have so much to be grateful for you know we're warm we're fed we have a house that we have space to be in. It's warm. It's comfortable. And we're better off than so many other people. So we choose to focus yes. on those things. Well, you know, Sarah, thank you for showering because um, it is noteworthy and interesting that this is global. This is not just one country. This is global. And I just want to say this, too, that my heart goes out to all of those who've lost loved ones through this pandemic and are still grieving. And so I just want people to know that we're in this together and those of us who are believers are praying and we're staying perfectly positioned because I do know that there will be benefits that will come out of this, what I call our shut-in experience. And there have never been more opportunities for us to dream new dreams and look at new options and opportunities to achieve more of our goals than we've ever had. Maybe some of them on, you know, they were on hold. So I want to just thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. And you are an extraordinary woman. You have come through so many challenges this this should probably be look a little cakewalk, Sarah. <laughs> in a sense, in a sense. But I, I do want you just to briefly for my listeners uh, who do not know a little bit of your background, just a little capstone of uh, what you what you experienced, because I know you've had, you know, uh, several things that happened in your life, 
and started out with bullying when you were a child. But just a little bit mm-hmm. of what what you know occurred to you in the past and how you draw on that now to help people and help them healing themselves. Okay. Okay. Yep. That that's that's huge. But I would I will try to um to to summarize it. So yes, you're right. So my my childhood trauma was actually being bullied at school and whilst it might not sound um to some people it might not sound much but it was it was severe it it was continuous um over a three-year period um and I really had nowhere to hide nowhere to escape and I was I wasn't bullied for anything about myself but I was bullied because we were poor now, this was a long time ago. I'm 55 now, or nearly, and that started when I was eight years old. So it was in the era, era before people started to pay attention to how um, when you are negatively um, treated in that way as a child, um, the, the what it sets up within you and how it destroys your sense of self. No one was concerned about that then. Uh, but that's exactly what it did for me, as as any childhood abuse does, whether it's emotional, physical, sexual, whatever it is, um, it diminishes the sense of self, uh, the sense of connection and acceptance and lovability and of being enough that we all rely on. Um, and really, it's set up a a blueprint within me, that's the easiest way to describe it, um, where I went forward into my adult life with no self-confidence, very low self-esteem, and certain, absolutely certain, that I just wasn't good enough. Um, And it led me, yeah, it really did lead to all those insecurities and we all know that that also leads to you being unable to put barriers in place and you end up just pleasing people, being whoever they need you to be, just to try to be accepted, um, to, to, to save yourself more rejection. Um, and really it just led me until the age of 45, um, it, it led me through a series of abusive relationships into a marriage which looked great um, and there were certainly aspects of my husband which were um, which were fine um, but at the end of the day he was he was he's undiagnosed but his behavior is certainly high on the narcissistic scale and I didn't know that then all I knew was that once again I was back in a situation where um, there was a lot of control, manipulation, guilt tripping, um, if I say gaslighting, uh, I'm not sure if people know what that is, we can we can talk uh-huh. about that, but I was in a very negative situation for a long uh-huh. time, um, and then when I was 45, so that's 10 years ago, um, I nearly committed suicide, I did talk about that on your television show, and yes, for me you did. it turned out to be the absolute turning point where I had that, you know how people speak about that absolute light bulb, that aha moment where I just, uh, really when I was in the throes of of what I was going to do, I I just had this epiphany that out of nowhere kind of said to me, you are not that person. And it just, it stopped me dead in my tracks. You're not that person, you've never been that person, and this ends now. You have to turn this around. And, and all I knew, I didn't know how, I didn't know who, I, I didn't know anything. I was still the person that I had been up until that time, but I had a sense of awareness that this wasn't real and that I had to change this and learn to live differently and to become a a whole completely different person a whole and complete person who who could live with um, their values intact this isn't how I put it to myself at the time but obviously this is what I was aiming for 
um, to, to be able to stand firm in my self-confidence, knowing that I was totally acceptable and more than enough. And that's that what my is, journey has been the last 10 is, years. That is incredible. You know, here, the listeners I know are held spellbound because in a pivotal moment, you decided and realized, you, re- you realized and you made a choice. You could be somebody else that you chose to be. Yeah. And you focus yeah. from that point on to become somebody else. It's classic, Sarah, yeah. because beginning to love oneself and learning to love oneself really is a crucial point. I, I really want you, thank you for sharing that because I wanted people to understand you had been through in order to go through, in order to teach and to help others. So uh, it's just really yeah. been incredible. You just, you know, one of the things, she opened up a business and became very successful and it forced you really to look at things that you could do, managing people, being in charge, really hard, but slowly and surely you were able to do it, Sarah. So for those of you who want to see more of her story in depth, please go to Transformation Success TV and see the show on the Voice America platform. Sarah, I know you used books and coaches. Did you, did you have mentors and people who were helping you along the way? Yeah, I did. Not not initially, but as, mm-hmm. as I moved along. Well, I'm saying not initially. Um, yeah, I started with books. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and all I knew um, was th- that I had to get some help. And I mean, the internet then wasn't even what it is now. Um, but I started looking on, on the internet and I'm a huge book reader and I had no idea what personal development and mentorship and things like that were. I really didn't. Um, so I started to discover this whole, whole new world. And I was very lucky that when I first started, when I started my first business, although it was very difficult because I did all that still with all of my insecurities and I really struggled to see myself as any kind of manager or leader. Um, Once I was in that role, because the the first business I had was a franchise, so I was very lucky that it it was one of Australia's best franchises as well. It was called the Coffee Club. And I was very lucky that we had a huge, huge amount of support and training. Sarah, um, I'm going to have I, to... I really think... Sarah, I hate um, to interrupt, but we've got to take a quick break, and we're going to be right oh, back no to finish. Oh, we're going to be right back with Sarah Griffiths. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
and welcome back to my guest today, Sarah Griffiths, who's sharing with us her journey. She's an award-nominated businesswoman who's a therapist, hypnotherapist, and a successful entrepreneur. So I am so glad, Sarah, you were sharing and sort of setting the stage for where you were, and then you have had a tough journey, to be sure. But what did it for you was negative people? Was it negative people that did it for you? Opposition? Because, you know, sometimes people work against opposition and negative people, and you turned it around. So how did you discover that you really wanted to help other people heal from sexual trauma, which could even, you know, start with bullying, such as yourself? Yeah, so it, it's interesting because it started out as sexual trauma, but actually um, it's very wide. The, I kind of deal with all abuse. It's definitely morphed into that. Um, so okay. even though I was promoting myself as dealing with sexual abuse, um, I find people come to me for um, all kinds of abuse. And th- that happened, I mean, it wasn't something that I really felt that I needed or wanted to do. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I started to have success in business and people started to come to me for for coaching, um, I realized that what most of them needed wasn't business coaching. It it was personal coaching. They they had problems in their businesses and in their lives, but the problems were always them. And most of them had trauma in their background. And I just wanted a faster way to help people. And I just realized from my own journey that it had been very long and painful. And I wanted a faster way to help people. Um, and that, that I, I became very passionate about that very fast. And that's when a couple of years ago I turned to hypnotherapy um, and just find it an incredible, an amazing tool and a platform uh, to be able to help people with those really deep-seated um, emotional damage that abuse as a child causes. I have I have two questions. Uh, I kind of want to <clears throat> regress just a moment because one of the things I picked up is that you are going back. You found yourself in a marriage with a person who was narcissistic, um, and yeah. and 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 basically you started doing some healing work and with hypnotherapy. We, we're hearing really one of the things is that is coming to to fray is we're hearing a lot about narcissistic abuse and really would you define a narcissistic person or the word narcissism because I think many people don't quite understand what you what we're really dealing with. Yeah, so narcissistic personality disorder is very specific. Um, and people can be diagnosed. And we have to be careful and say that there are a lot of people out there who have narcissistic traits and behaviors who haven't necessarily been diagnosed. But it, it's like everything. There's a spectrum. Um, so my husband was high on the spectrum. If we say that there are 10 key traits of narcissism, then he had eight of them. Um, and a narcissist is someone who is all about themselves. And whilst we are all capable at some point of being selfish and to a degree, you know, we're always looking out for ourselves. We genuinely care about other people and we care about their hopes and dreams and their wellness. And we have empathy uh, for them when when they are, are not feeling um, so great. Um, and, and we genuinely want a relationship that is about teamwork, give and take, um, and loving and supporting each other. Well, a narcissist doesn't need any of those things because a narcissist is all about self. They're very controlling, very nipu- manipulative. Um, and, and you have to understand, like, not everyone will have all of these traits. Some, uh-huh. some people have narcissistic behavior traits and they don't have all of these, but they have some of them. Um, so it's, it's very problematic because trying to be in a partnership with a narcissist, what, what happens is you realize that what is important to you 
is always irrelevant. You okay. realize that you are always wrong. They're very critical. They're very manipulative. They're very free with the truth. My husband was very, very good at making and breaking promises, has no concept of consequences. Um, but the real, real problem is the complete lack of empathy, the ability okay. to see that someone else is hurting or that your actions are hurting someone or that they might have a point of view here. Um, yeah. Or and, and all of those types of behaviors are narcissistic. But it is interesting, Sarah, how um, this can be, uh, it can go undetected because with uh, men in corporate, you know, businesses or in corporate uh, leadership roles, this, some of these things are applauded. I mean, that not necessarily perceived as negative. Somebody who takes charge, who's, uh, you know, well, they don't recognize it as being manipulative, but they find ways where I have heard that this is a somewhat acceptable in a male-dominated uh, culture or corporation. So uh, oh, yeah. I want – yeah, and, and, and there are narcissistic women. Uh, I have a friend who's done some work uh, looking at the children of narcissistic parents. But since we're hearing so much about it these days, are you finding this uh, in some of your clients and the people that you're working with uh, that this surfaces – uh, and what's the kind oh. of methodology that you use with them to, to help them come to grips with this? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely huge. So I deal with adults who had narcissistic parents. So they mm -hmm. grew up with their emotional needs unmet. I mean, navigating the, the mind and the behavior and the unpredictability and the uncertainty of a narcissist. Um, is very, very hard as an adult. For a child, it's impossible. And they grow up so damaged. Um, and, and then again, I deal, I deal with women who are in narcissistic relationships now. Because uh, don't forget, as, as humans, we, we go for what's familiar, whether it serves us or not. So people who, whether they had narcissistic parents or not, people who were used to being very controlled as children will then gravitate towards a narcissistic relationship as an I adult. See. And then if you hit the nail on the head, it, it, it's in the workplace as well. And I deal with adults who have been extremely damaged. See, they might not have had the childhood abuse, but if you come across a narcissist in the workplace that has the backing of everyone else, because as you said, some of these traits mean that they are very, very good at their job. Yes. You know, my, you hit the nail on the head. My husband, like it's only recently that we started to talk about this because no one would have known because the only person he really treated like that was me and my son. Outside of our environment, he, he was, you know, and this is often the thing with narcissism. Other people don't see it and other people don't experience it. And he was so good at his job. Because he didn't care, he didn't like he was. He led huge projects for the government where everything had to be perfect, where people uh -huh. had to toe the line, where he had to get things done. And people didn't mess with him. He was brilliant at his job. He was brilliant at his job, but he wasn't a brilliant partner. And yes. yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Sometimes these traits are great when you're trying to get things done. But when you're trying to live with someone in a loving relationship, it's impossible. It just doesn't exist. Uh, you know, I'm intrigued by this. Um, when I first, this came to my attention sometime last year uh, from a child who, you know, suffered abuse from having a narcissistic parent. My, my uh, yes. thing is, is there anything that can be done? Is it a missing gene? Is there some chromosome, that, chromosome that's missing? No. Is there any medical? No. It, no? No medical reason for why these people are born that way? Or are they born or are they well, made? Not, 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 oh, that's, and that, that's the thing. 
you know, you have to remember that all of us are a product of our environment and narcissistic behavior. Now, there is some thought that narcissistic personality disorder, that that is um, an actual mental illness. But again, you see, these people, they're so, they're so changeable. They, they even a, a, someone who has a diagnosis with narcissistic personality disorder, they are able to turn it on and off as if they know what they're doing. They do not oh, behave wow. this way in front of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but if you, um, the most narcissistic behavior, I'm, I'm not going to comment on that, you know, whether mm-hmm. people with NPD are, you know, do have something defective in their mind or whatever. But for most people, it comes from their upbringing. And what creates narcissistic behavior is from the parents themselves, it depends what was input into the child. And what you'll see is um, where a child is constantly praised for what they, what they do and what they achieve and the appearance that everything is great and that they're really fitting in and that they're a high achiever. Uh, it, it's all about how everything looks and appears and they get praised for that. So they might get praised for um, being great at football, but then anything about themselves, their emotion, their thoughts, their feelings, the way they are with other people, their kindness, um, all of their emotion um, is underrated and undervalued by the parent. So what they learn is to be accepted by the parent. They need to focus on these things. And if it's to the detriment of other people, it doesn't matter. Wow. It's it's learned. Have you you found um, when you're dealing with trauma, whether it's bullying or whatever kind of trauma, that this has surfaced, um, that there has been narcissistic abuse in their past and then how does hypnotherapy that you use help people I don't want to use the word victim but he people who have been exposed to narcissistic Mm. abuse yeah absolutely and I mean yes it comes up all the time and sometimes people are aware of it and sometimes they're not so okay. this, is, this is the work to always the work to uncover what is behind the emotional and mental health issues that we have. So that's a big part of it. And that's that's not difficult to do. So when someone um, has been in a narcissistic situation, their sense of self is totally eroded. As I say, with a with mm-hmm. a narcissist, ev- they are always right. So you you might be spoken to with contempt, with impatience, uh, not consulted, constantly dismissed, um, and mm-hmm. on the on the upper end of it, um, constantly criticised, maybe humiliated, put down, diminished. And what it does, it takes away your sense of well, obviously, it destroys your self confidence and self esteem but it takes away your sense of your own value and worth and importance. Um, So what we end up with is a group of people who have absolutely no idea who they actually are. They just please other people all the time in an effort to keep the peace and to fit in and not be rejected. Can Um, I say this, Sarah? I, I don't want to interrupt you, but it just it just occurred to me, this is a question and it may be rhetorical, but when you look at it in the larger, and I'm hearing in the larger frame of uh, what we're talking about in the larger context, it appears to me, and it just came out of nowhere, that perhaps the narcissistic person seems to be the predator and can sense that partner or that person who has low self-esteem, who lacks that personal self-assuredness uh, of who they are, that they naturally 
are drawn to that person or select that person because then they're controllable. As opposed to the narcissistic person be attracted to the confident, outgoing, obviously person who's well put together, feels confident, assured, would they be attracted to that person? This is just something just came to my mind as, as a question. Oh, no, you're, and you are, you are absolutely spot on. Yeah, the narcissist isn't looking for a partner. They, they give all the appearance that they are, and to begin uh-huh. with, they will absolutely put that person on a pedestal to give them a sense of safety. This, this is part of the narcissistic play. They put them on a pedestal and make them out to be like the best, the most amazing person in the world so that the victim... And we will use that word because they are falls in love with them, totally head over heels. And then it it can either be like the frog that's in the water that just gets hotter and hotter. So it might start off with the first critical comment. And it just spirals from there and the person is caught up in it. And they're completely off their guard because this person appeared like their soulmate. The person who was finally going to love them, accept them, adore them. And um, yeah, they're, they're right, right back where they were. And if there is something about people who do not have um, belief in themselves that is very easy for other people to pick up on, and especially the narcissist. Because the narcissist isn't looking for a partner, they're looking for prey. Wow. They're looking for prey. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept um, because I know that we're hearing a lot about, and it's coming to to the forefront. My my question when we come back after the show is, will people, well, from the people that you worked with, uh, and your unique methodology, I want you to share what you use and why it works. And yeah, sure. I have another question for you too will be why people are told that they'll never recover from some mental health issues. So these are two oh, burning sorry. questions. I, I, I really <laughs> want you to get to, Sarah. They and so I, I just really yeah. want to thank you so much for clarifying about the narcissistic person, what is narcissistic abuse, and some of the traits and qualities or traits of, yeah. these, of these particular individuals. Could be male are female. And so I'm very happy that you brought that out. But we're going to talk about what you use and why does it work when we come back from our break. Because so many people are probably realizing I'm dealing with someone who is or who has those traits. So listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back after this quick commercial break. Thank you. This is Dr. Young with Sarah Griffiths. Be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Alexa smart speakers and connected devices. Hey, Alexa, play Being Here podcast on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. This is Transformation for Success. 
to reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my incredible interview with the dynamic Sarah Griffith. So, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show again. What an incredible part section that was to talk about narcissistic abuse and what is it and defining it and some of the characteristics. But you've had an incredible uh, experience in training what I call the rapid therapist, rapid transformational therapy. So I want to know um, what about this unique methodology that you use and why it works? And particularly with people who may have been, I don't use a victim, uh, a victim of nar- narcissistic abuse and other kinds of trauma. So share with us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so what I was saying about you asked me what narcissistic abuse does to a person mm-hmm. um, and li- literally leaves them as an empty shell of themselves. Um, and, and, but any abuse will do that. Any abuse does that to a person. And what we have to understand is that the damage is done in the subconscious. Okay, so it's not, it's not the logical conscious mind. The subconscious mind is what runs 95% of your daily life. All of your mm-hmm. thoughts, feelings, habits, perceptions, um, they're run by the subconscious mind. And they're based on what you learned as a child and the culmination of all of your experiences. Uh And the thing is, because the damage is done in the subconscious mind, it's no good trying to repair it with the conscious mind. Because the, the subconscious mind has absolute control. It's the subconscious mind that has mastery. Now, luckily, what we know from developments in neuroscience about brain plasticity is that the neural pathways, all the prominent thought processes that have made you feel as you do about yourself, they can all be undone. They can be unraveled, disrupted, replaced. Um, uh-huh. and, and we can we can do the work, we can do the repair work that, to fill you with absolute self-confidence, self-belief, high self-esteem, and to make you feel complete and whole, absolutely in love with yourself, knowing who you are, um, with really good values, boundaries, everything in place, so that no one can undermine and um, diminish you again. No one can try and control you. But we have to do it with the subconscious mind. Because if we try, this is what happens. This is why I end up with people coming to me who, who will tell me they've been in therapy for 40 years. And maybe they know there was narcissism in the background. Maybe it was something else. But let's say they've got severe depression as a result, as anyone would have been made to feel like that about themselves at any age. And they've had all this therapy, talk therapy. And I'm not knocking it because it has a place for sure. You know, everything has a place, but dealing with these deep-seated emotional wounds where we need to totally change these major neural pathways um, that have have been um, embedded for a long time, that really can't be done with talk therapy. Um, In some cases, it might be done over a long period of time. But at the end of the day, you can see the logic of what I'm saying, because if it worked, we wouldn't have all the long-term mental health issues we have. We have them because people are trying to heal them by dealing with the conscious mind. Once we deal with the subconscious, it's a totally different ballgame. It doesn't even take that long. So you're basically saying that the repair, the the damage is done Mm -hmm. in the subconscious. So the repair has to occur or does occur where the damage was done in the subconscious. subconscious. Yep. Okay. Yes. And that's done through hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, but again, how, we how many sessions here. does a person have to have? And, and so when we talk about hypnotherapy, 
we talk about um, dealing. A lot of people think, oh, my God, I'm being hypnotized and whatever. So describe the process, Sarah, that you use. Yeah, so again, uh, way too many misconceptions about hypnotherapy. Yes. If I said to people, meditation, hypnotherapy is, is just a slightly deeper state of relaxation than meditation. That's all hypnotherapy is. Um, people can look, everything that I've said, people can look up. You know, anything I've said tonight, just look this up. It's just deep relaxation and it means that you can access your memories, your thoughts, feelings, perceptions in a slightly different way. Um, but you're always awake, you're always in control. Um, yeah, seriously, it, it, there's so much misconception, it's ridiculous. And of course, it comes from partly um, old religious tales, um, but also um, from hypnotist stage shows. And, of course, they're stage shows. Let's remember that. They are stage shows. They have nothing to do with hypnotherapy. But the other thing to be aware of as well is that, um, obviously, like everything, with hypnotherapy, there are levels of. And what I do is very, very specific healing techniques. Um, It's very easy to learn to hypnotize someone and to make them think that they're going for a walk by the sea or in a forest. But applying the right techniques to do this kind of healing work uh, is a very different matter. And it's it's very specialized. And so it's it's like everything. There are levels. There are hypnotherapists and there are hypnotherapists. So make sure so, you go to someone, preferably who's dealing with RTT, and preferably who also specializes in trauma and abuse. Yeah. So make sure Sarah, you, one you of are the going things, to the right person for the right thing. Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things as we're beginning to almost wrap up the show is that um, you say that anyone can bring about healing by collaborating with their mind. Yeah. And... What Absolutely. does this mean? What does this mean? In layman's terms, oh. collaborating with your mind. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like I just said, that really your subconscious is in control. Your mind and body are totally connected, and your mind controls your body. So the first thing you need to do is the emotional healing, because we find that when people do the emotional healing, so many physical symptoms, uh, including major diseases, just clear up because they are a result of the emotional wounds that a person is carrying and they appear as physical. They appear, uh, they appear as physical aches and pains, um, autoimmune diseases, um, because the way that you think affects mm-hmm. all of the chemicals and the hormones and everything that are released in your body. And what you signal your body to release um, is the instruction to your body on what to create. So when we totally change the thinking, we literally change the instructions within the body about what to create. And we can move from um, creating, um, what do we call it, kind of um, suppressed cells and proteins um, to, to very positive and very healthy ones, um, and which in turn lead to the creation of the chemicals and the hormones that we want, the serotonin, the oxytocin. And literally one of the most important things that people just aren't aware of is that um, your mind reacts to the words and the images that you feed it, which is why so, that's the first thing said to you was this focus on the positive amongst COVID. I would and be that's one of the things I was going to bring up <clears throat> is yeah. that we have to it's focus so important. a mind, change the mindset to a positive and not a negative. And so um, I yeah. believe that's so important to stress. And I've been sharing and caring and giving out a message, as I'm sure you have, is that we must be positive and confess the positive. We will get through this together. There is a brighter light ahead. And I believe more importantly, through this pandemic, Sarah, we can totally bring back the spirit of caring 
and love for each other. It's going to be in the words we say, in the actions that back up the words we say. Sarah, I have something that I'm excited about you for. And as I get it out here, you're starting a podcast called Becoming the Light from Shadows of Abuse. How can people reach you and learn more about your podcast real quick? Yeah, so they can find that on my website, which is simply www.sallyg.com. Everything about me is on my website. www.sallyg.com. She's on LinkedIn and Instagram, Sally G, Rapid Results. And she has loads of information. You can get her books and her products. And if you'd like to even telephone her, I've got a number. I have 0061-434-075-459. Sarah is in Western and it's Australia. And if it's you're all on my website. Yep. She's got videos about the methodology she uses and her training. And I highly recommend, Sarah, if you're having any sort of challenges, mentally or otherwise, see Sarah. And I want to say, I want to thank all of you for listening together uh, today with me on Transformation for Success to my guest, Sarah Griffiths. And I believe I like what Michael Dell said, who is the CEO of Dell. And I quote him that we're all navigating this new normal together. And as we lock our arms virtually and try to help one another in the ways we can, our vast world suddenly will feel a little smaller and a lot more connected. And for that, we are grateful. So Sarah, again, I want to wish you well. I'll be in touch with you quickly because I want to know more how I can be on that podcast. No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) But this is Dr. Barbara Young signing off until next Tuesday. And remember, savor life each day God gives you. Reach out to other human beings who are alone and lonely. Call a lost friend this week or a relative. And thank you so much for listening to Transformation for Success with Dr. Young. And I'll see you next week. Love you, love you, love you. Be blessed and be forever transformed. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week.